Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero here on the Leadership Lowdown. I always am excited to have new and, and interesting guests, and this is somebody that just absolutely captivated me the first time I met him. We had an interesting reason to get together, and we're going to kind of unpack all that today. But I am delighted to finally get on Jeremy Nybert's schedule. He is the owner, founder, and we call him a visionary uh, of the next chapter uh, construction. So, Jeremy, welcome. Uh, we're so glad to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Vic. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, and I got to tell you, if you're in construction of any kind, uh, being inside uh, in the winter is always a good thing. So right now we're ke- at least keeping you warm, right? I appreciate that. <laughs> little small service we do for everybody. <laughs> well, Jeremy, I'm, I'm really I, I I'm I'm not just saying this. When you and I had a chance to visit the first time, I was just so pleased and so impressed by you, and and you had such a interesting and engaging story. And and I uh, I guess before we get into all of that, I I want to honor and recognize the current busy world that you have going right now. So you are uh, owner and founder of Next Chapter Construction. And tell us a little bit about what you get into and what that's all about. Yeah, so uh, simply enough, Next Chapter Construction is a building company that offers turnkey, you know, labor and material solutions in the commercial and multifamily construction industry. And so um, we focus on five main areas of expertise, uh, which include framing, drywall, roofing, siding, and then finished carpentry. Yeah. Uh, in the industry, we just call that the entire building envelope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, and, and honestly, was this something that was in your background, or was this, uh, I mean, uh, this is not easy, and this is also um, something that you got to know what you're doing. Um, so how did, how did that make sense for you to start this company? Well, so this is my second industry from a career standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm going on, this is my third year in the construction industry, um, and right off the bat, I just fell in love with it. Mm. Um, I, I definitely don't claim to be an expert, although, um, I try to learn and absorb everything that I can. I, I've just been very fortunate and blessed to hire some really, really smart people that support me, mm-hmm. um, and make our company what it is. And so, uh, you know, the construction industry, the, the reason that I, I guess I went after that industry, um, was really just the need out there and the need for change. Um, Not to mention that it's a gigantic industry. Uh, One of the, I think it was a a market study back from 2017, but um, the commercial segment alone is three to $400 billion a year. And so that's a big pond to be in. Yeah. Well, and I and I and I also I, I think um, the one thing that always would make me nervous about an industry like yours is because um, it feels like there's so much uh, that can happen with the economy up or down. So when it's booming, you know, it's you can't you can't even uh, f- find time to grab a cup of coffee. But when uh, the economy goes a different direction, it seems like there's some risks there. So you you're in it uh, so far in a in a pretty dynamic time, and you're also focusing on commercial. Mostly commercial properties, is that fair? Uh, well, I would say like commercial, like some of your, your retail spaces. Oh, yeah. Um, a big focus for this year has really been that multifamily. So those apartment complexes or senior centers, senior mm-hmm. living facilities, yeah. um, which we know we're going to need a lot more of those as, uh, you, you know, as this economy grows. And, I mean, the housing market from a inventory standpoint is just extremely low. And so... 
Um, it seems like the market has shifted towards that multifamily. Yeah, well, and and I think uh, when you when you think about uh, an industry like this, I, it, it's it's really intriguing to me that this is your second industry. And I want to talk about where you where you kind of got started. But in in what you're currently doing, you you mentioned something um, when we talked earlier about being a visionary, and that sounds like a great big word, but it it connects to a, a discipline or an operating system. Can you just quickly tell us uh, a little bit about what that means yeah and so uh visionary is just a title or a role um in an accountability chart um and the accountability chart is what leads our organization um we actually started next chapter right off the bat on the eos operating system and platform Mm. and so um you know, EOS doesn't tell you, well, how do I want to, from a nuts and bolts side, run a good construction company? It it helps build the framework and the disciplines to how to run a great company. There's, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, there are things that transfer um, industry to industry that are great principles and, and a way you can lead and drive an organization uh, in a successful path. And so I'm very grateful for EOS. Um, I think a handful of the principles I kind of knew just from the, my past experience. Yeah. Um, but the way they package it and organize it and simplify it uh, has just been amazing. And it's definitely been a, a, a key piece to what's driven us to be so successful so quickly. Well, yeah, and EOS is Entrepreneurial Operating Systems, and I think that's really what it's all about, is let entrepreneurs dream and live large and continue to go with what they're good at and get them the infrastructure and the necessary things underneath them to make sure their business is successful and is uh, performing appropriately. So um, it makes all the sense in the world, and I'm glad you're here to share not only that, but all the other things that are going on in your world. Jeremy Nybert is with us today here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vercherow. We'll be right back. Sanair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sanair.com. You've tuned in to Leadership Lowdown. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschero, and today, of course, we have with us Jeremy Nybert. He is the owner, founder, visionary of Next Chapter Construction. And Jeremy, this visionary thing I want to spend a little more time on because um, we talked about it being part of a structure for uh, EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating Systems, which is kind of um, something Gino Wickman is the creator of, and it's this whole platform and real quick, if I could, the commercial for that is that is that people that are entrepreneurs um, uh, love what they do. They they do great work, but they oftentimes get stymied in terms of how fast they can grow because they they're good at making the widget or creating the idea, but they oftentimes don't have some of the execution elements underneath them. So you were smart enough to start EOS at the beginning of uh, next chapter uh, construction. So I think that's that. 
that's kind of brilliant. And you're you're currently filling the visionary seat. Uh, what's the rate? What's the elevator speech on what a what a visionary is? Um, well, I think uh, it, it's definitely a unique role that takes a unique individual, and um, for me, it's just a blast. So I come into work every day just excited. Right. And so doesn't seem fair. What my <laughs> what my team counts on me for is really helping to problem solve and make those big decisions uh, in those tight time frames to help develop big relationships, whether that be with vendors or other contractors or clients. Um, but going out and getting to meet you know dynamic people like yourself, Vic. Um, and getting to know people better, better, and then establishing those relationships. Um, culture is ingrained in my day to day. Just making sure that I can not only manage our culture at our organization, but then lead and, and drive us forward uh, into building that culture that that we all want. Um, and y- you know, I think the the best part about it is, um, which I, I I hit on at first was you know, problem solving, but being able to be creative um, and not only problem solve in our day-to-day issues that come up, but problem solve the things that are facing this industry that we're in, Um, you know, things that have maybe plagued it in the past, things that we see and predict that are coming up in the future, but really being able to just aid my team and kind of going, you know, up to the front lines, running past it, um, and figuring out all these challenges and then ways to, to solve them. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I just love where that where that kind of went there because it made me – it kind of gave me the the it reminded me of the importance of what happens when you you think about the business that you're in and you you give it some some thought rather than just reacting to it or just hitting deadlines. You really um, spend some time evaluating where you want to be, what you want to do, and how you want to get there. And I think that that's part of the visionary visionary role is to spend some time thinking about the business. And when I when I consider the business that you're in. Um, um, I think there's there's a chance to do business maybe different than anybody else. So when you when you think about that as you're building a new business and you have um, an older industry, d- does that come to your mind? How can I be different? How can I stand out? What what's the value proposition that that I can bring to the table? Is that is that part of what you've been thinking about? Yeah, I think it's it's really that defining what the blocking and tackling is before we. Uh, actually launched the company, part of the U.S. process is building that two-page business plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And within that is what are our uniques? What are the things that separate us? And our three uniques and and what I think separates Next Chapter in the construction industry is, well, number one, we make sure we take an ownership perspective. So, um, you know, building things like as if it was our own. Um, and having that quality perspective, um, but also thinking of it, okay, what does the owner want out of this project and, and how can we hit those needs? Um, number two is, uh, this is a very simple one, Vic, but bear with me. Uh-huh. Um, we're we're going to do what we say we're going to do. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, isn't that funny? You 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 would think that that'd be easier than it than by than it's just saying it cuz that's not necessarily the case, is it? Uh no, sir. <laughs> um, and so that's that's one of the big things that we stand behind and then the last one um and, and I I 
this is a big focus for us um, just because of my past, is that we want to invest in our people. Mm. Um, we want to invest in our people in not only their work-life balance, but their training, um, you know, seminars and, and getting them to travel to, uh, you know, vendors and shops just to understand the products more. Um, but overall, investing in our people, I think, is kind of our last from the three uniques of, of how we're going to uh, be successful. Well, the, the the three uniques I think is really is really interesting to me because I, I honestly, I've always always said to people that I've uh, been around and, and and led in businesses, what what compelling reason do we have? What right do we have to be in business? Meaning that if that if we're gone tomorrow, do we, does everybody just fill in behind us and nobody misses us, or is there something compelling that we can put a stake in the ground and say this is what we own? And I just love the you know the EOS system from the standpoint that it does talk about uh, what we can do that makes us different, how we're going to be different and act different in that in that marketplace. So congratulations on that. I, I, I think that's really good stuff and so, so glad you're here to share it with us today, Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero and we're going to be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as chairman of the National Small Business Association and a business owner myself, I understand that when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. You can't afford lost data, lost customer information. That's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK, or find them on the Internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Versero here on the Michigan Business Network. Of course, Jeremy Nybert is with us today. He's the owner, founder, and visionary of Next Chapter uh, Construction. And so, Jeremy, I, I'm just really having a lot of fun here, mainly because I just think um, you really offer a lot in terms of uh, some what I think is really impressive track record uh, for a young man of your age to have already been uh, in one industry and knocked it out of the park over there. And then you come back and you, you're you lighting up this industry as well and in some really big ways. So it's just fun to be around people that got it figured out. And and um, if I could, I want to take us backwards for a second because you mentioned that, that some of your three uniques um, the one that I really got excited to hear about was investing in people. Um, can you can you dive into that a little bit more? And you also said, I think, in that same context, that some of what you did there um, related to your other experiences in that other industry. So can you can we kind of go back to investing in people? Sure. Um, so let me start with what our goals are as an organization, um, specifically on that topic. Um, my wife, who is my partner in this business, um, she, she's quiet most of the time, but then she has very specific things that uh, she wants to make sure that we live true to. Oh, nice. Um, and, and this is definitely one of those areas. And so, um, you know, as far as setting up a, uh, a training fund, that's our goal that's on our three-year plan. So the start of it 
is in three years, um, well, two years now, now that we're a year into it, um, is to start up an internal training fund where we budget dollars that are earmarked for our team. And so um, things that that can be used for are those, uh, you know, you can take seminars, training um, to get specific disciplines, to get, you know, additional information, to get additional training, you know, whether it be Excel or HR training. Um, uh, So that's kind of number one. Number two, and one, you know, one of the reasons that I think she's so keen on this is she, she wants to be able to provide individuals, you know, with the ability to go get that college degree or maybe that MBA even. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a ton of programs out there from, you know, a, a grant standpoint and there's scholarships at institutions, but, you know, how few of employers are offering that to their employees? You know, typically you go you go to college, you get your degree in your in your specialty field, and then you go find an employer. Right. Well, <laughs> we're okay if we have to work with some raw materials, get you some working experience, but then helping and invest in you the way that our employees invest in our company mm. um, to get that secondary education. Um, and then you know, I talked a little bit about work life balance. Um, we're a big part of us is being able to give back to our community. And another one of her kind of hot topics was she wanted to be able to give individuals that worked for us uh, the ability to go provide community service. And so it's on our target to be able to give our employees 40 hours a year um, paid you know, essentially paid time off, but to go volunteer at, uh, you know, a qualified 501c3. Oh my word, 40 hours. Wow. I've heard of, I've heard of organizations doing a one service day deal, but my gosh, you're, you're talking an entire week of uh, commitment there. Right. And, um, you know, the, we're, we're trying to eliminate, I guess, excuses, number one, but number two, um, also being able to lift people's arms up. A lot of our employees, they want to give back to their community. They want to do things for charitable organizations. Um, but sometimes it comes down to dollar and cents. And so yeah. we wanted to eliminate that issue and give them the opportunity to go serve the community. I mean, at the end of the day, our business is built on the community, uh, you know, investing in us, whether we're building, you know, uh, uh, an Arby's or something uh, from a retail standpoint, or if we're building a, you know, 120 unit apartment complex. Wow. Um, we're all kind of in this together. And that's so. that's extraordinary. I mean, honestly, that's really so. Have you seen and personally witnessed some of the um, some of the charities? And uh, do you do you care what charities uh, your your employees in, engage with? Is that any any direction there, or is it just a wide open slate? Well, I think um, I think we want to try to build a little bit of a box around it, which is uh, it's a qualified five hundred one c three. Yeah. You know, there's exceptions to rules as long as they're exceptional. Um, but that's going to be kind of the, the box around it. But, you know, outside of the events that we do as a company, um, it's up to the employee what they want to do and mm. where, where they want to put their time into. 
That's extraordinary, and I, and I got to tell you the, you know, um, so many times, Jeremy, I I just find that that people leave. They don't typically leave organizations. They leave their boss. Uh, they they just get tired of what goes on there. And when you have um, an organization like yours that's committed from from stem to stern, um, up and down, man, there, there's some powerful things that can happen here. We're excited to see it happen. Yeah. Well, it's pretty meaningful and it's really, it's really, uh, I think rare. And I, and I'm really glad you, uh, took the time to share that with us. Glad that you took the time to tune into the Michigan business network. This is the leadership lowdown. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back. Thanks for joining us. Looking for the best value on your office products with the best service in the industry? For over 30 years, DBI customers have enjoyed outstanding customer service with competitive pricing on everything your office needs. From break room to boardroom, DBI can supply all your work essentials. From paper and coffee to storage and seating, DBI, we do office. Everything for the office? One call, one source, one solution. Visit DBI online at dbiyes.com. You've got the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for uh, Jeremy Nybert, the next chapter construction owner, founder, and visionary. And so, of course, Jeremy, um, I'm really enjoying this. And, of course, on the break, we took uh, a moment to recount the fortunate uh, situation you're in because you married uh, such a wonderful lady <laughs> that always makes us better I think in the long run so congratulations on that wonderful decision um, and as I think about other great decisions you've had along the way uh, your wife has influenced you in great positive ways um, there's got to be some other people in your pretty impressive life that have uh, meant a lot to you and really maybe changed the course of that young uh, Nybert boy early on yeah, I guess, uh, so first off, um, mentors, having a, a formal mentor-protege relationship in your career as you, you know, as you're developing, especially early on, is extremely important. Um, you know, I can't, I can't take credit um, for some of the amazing things that I've gotten the ability to be a part of without recognizing some of those mentors in my life. Mm. And so... Um, if it's okay, I'll, I'll start with, oh, I'd love it. Yeah. Um, so I had, uh, the, the other industry, I know we've been kind of hitting at a high level. It was the moving industry. Um, I worked for a franchise moving company called two men in a truck Mm -hmm. and right out of high school, as I was in college, I started working on the trucks as a mover. Um, well, I did that for two and a half, three years, had a career path change. I thought I was going to be a dentist. I don't know why. Um, anyways, <laughs> could have been the money. To get could, could have been the money. I don't <laughs> right. know. That, that was my goal in high school. Um, but I shifted gears, uh, to, to go towards business. Um, and so I was working on trucks for a few years, you know, picking stuff up, setting it down. Um, got to take a position, uh, inside the office. The cool thing was, is that I worked for the Lansing branch, which mm. was one of two branches that was owned by, uh, two men and truck international, which is also a Lansing based company. Hmm. Um, and so 
I took a, a job at, at Inside Sales, just picking up the phone, um, taking, you know, individuals move requests, um, and had the opportunity to apply an interview for a role that, I'll be honest with you, Vic, I, I had, <laughs> I had, uh, I had no, there was no reason I should have uh, been hired for that role. But, <laughs> didn't um, make any sense even know, to you, did it? <laughs> uh, it, it did not. Um, but, uh, you know, God's got a plan for us all. Yep. And so um, I was I was just turning 21, or I was on the eve of my 21st birthday, and I got hired as a franchise business consultant um, <laughs> as a, a field operations trainer. And so oh my, my role was, um, as people signed up uh, for the franchise agreement, they then got uh, sent over to me, and I helped with their impl- implementation from the day that they sign till 30, maybe 60 days after they launched and start doing their own movement. Wow, which might be their life savings, right? I mean, this is a <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to overstate that, but honestly, these people are not just in it in it for fun. They're they're trying to they made a major major decision to go the franchise route here and and um, man, they got a 21-year-old consultant that's helping them. Yeah, and I uh, you know, the funny thing is it's it's kind of like you have at the end of the day, you have that life preserver, right? So yep. it's not like these are 100% entrepreneurial businesses. They have the playbook. They have the processes. They have the systems. They have that life, you know, that life net um, and, and a ton of really dynamic individuals, you know, with subject matter expertise supporting in a different facet. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it was a, you know, a punk 21-year-old that was, <laughs> you know, kind of helped guide them through this process. There's a, lot, a ton of smart people behind me. Sure. Um, but, anyways, the uh, so I start that role. Um, I'm reading a book, uh, and I wish I wish I really wrote down the title. I can't remember exactly uh, the book, but it the premise was, um, you know, formal number one having a formal mentor protege relationship is extremely important, um, and the onus is on the protege to enact that relationship. And so here I am, a brand new corporate employee, learning all the basics. Um, I had a great coach that they paired me with that was a a seasoned vet from a franchise business consultant standpoint. Um, But I was like, man, I I need to learn and I need to learn quick. And so I'm reading this book, I'm praying, um, and I, I don't know why he said yes, but I asked the president of the company at the time, uh, Randy Jack, uh, if he'd mentor me. Oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was just funny how it all kind of, how all the pieces kind of fit. Um, you know, but after, you know, he took a couple of days to deliberate. Um, but after that, he said yes. Um, and there started my first formal, pre- you know, mentor protege relationship uh, with an am- amazing, amazing. Um, you know, man of God, but also great business leader, um, who's still is leading the company over at Two Men International. So, Isn't that something? Uh, you know, I got to tell you that it's just so amazing that uh, people are inspired to invest, especially in young people. And look, it's made a tremendous difference. Um, it, it had to be part of what uh, I was reading when you and I met for the first time. Such an impressive uh, gentleman, Jeremy Nybert. Uh, so glad you're here unpacking your story here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go uh, take a few commercial breaks right now, and we'll come right back. Thanks. 
Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Thanks for tuning in to the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero with Jeremy Nybert, the next chapter construction owner, founder, and visionary. And Jeremy, I just think it's so cool that somebody that has so much going on in a big organization uh, decided to, to pull over for a little bit and say, you know what, this young man asked me to mentor him. And so whether it's a God thing or what all happened there, I really don't know. But I think it's so cool that somebody of his stature took some time so Randy Shaka um, uh, actually gave you some of his time. And tell me, um, were there some some awesome pearls, uh, big moments there in that relationship that you were able to walk away with? Uh, sure, I can give you a couple of key points. Um, so I think, uh, first off, it, it really, and we, we define this in our first meeting, what our expectations were going to be um, yeah. on each side to make sure that, A, I wasn't taking this, amazing opportunity and then, you know, wasting his time. Uh, but B that I was gaining everything from it, uh, that I needed to. And so, um, which kind of leads into the, the first point, which is, you know, he taught me a ton about structure and routine, um, about constantly feeding in to yourself, whether that be with books or articles, but having time to, you know, to put those like to, to chew on that, I guess, from a, a food standpoint, or to yeah. make a food analogy, but to really chew on, um, you know, great leadership books and, you know, great books about organizations. And then, you know, you had to be reading Harvard business reviews and, and doing, uh, you know, summaries and, and takeaways from that. So number one, I would say structure for sure, but structure paired with a regiment, um, of constantly getting better and, um, you know, never being okay with the status quo. You know, the, the second point I would say is he was, he was always himself and he didn't really care. Um, and I'm assuming this is still true to this day, but he was always himself regardless of, uh, other people's opinions. Right. And so I kind of, I think through that like politician lens of, um, you know, in certain organizations, when you get to a level, well, you've got to be, you've got to be careful. There are politics at play. Um, but he was always just himself. And mm. so I, I knew that I could get to whatever level I wanted to be by just staying true to myself and being myself. Wow. Um, that's kind of rare too. I, I, I know you've been around business and a lot of different people. Um, um, sometimes what frustrates me the most is when I get around ladder climbers where they're not themselves, they're ruthless and, and uh, have a one track mind and it's never a sacrifice for the organization. It's all about their career and where they want to go. So when you find a rare leader like, like Randy, that must've been um, just, a, just music to your ears. And what a, what a great thing to look at and see demonstrated rather than hear somebody tell you about it. Oh, of course. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, he definitely lived it each and every day. Um, and then lastly, he liked to have fun. He liked to smile and <laughs> laugh and, uh, it didn't matter how big of, you know, problems that he was solving. It seemed like he always had a smile on his face. Oh, wow. So, um, I think that's important because, you know, as you elevate to different levels of leadership, 
um, you know, that, that stress can compound. And mm-hmm. if you're not having fun every day doing what you love, you know, is it really worth it? Right, so. right. Well, that's an in, incredible stuff, and I gotta, I gotta believe, uh, invaluable along the way. And of course, you had a very successful career uh, um, with two men in a truck. Uh, you were, you were sharing with me. You were actually living in another spot, but you were going all over the country, and and um, you made a decision to come back home. And I think that lovely wife of yours was part of that decision-making uh, process as well. But um, you came home, and when you got back to Michigan, did you, um, was it at that time you decided to, uh, to look at uh, the construction industry as your next, uh, your next move, or was there another step in between all that? Well, we, uh, we ended up getting pregnant with our second daughter in Minnesota. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my wife politely told me that she's moving back home. <laughs> Um, and I was welcome to join her wow. if I wanted. Right. Um, I'm just kidding. It, was, it wasn't that brash. Um, but, uh, you got the hint. But, uh, right. At, at the end of the day, it was time to be close to our family. We were in Minneapolis, St. Paul for three and a half, four years. Um, and so, you know, I gave my notice. Luckily, the franchisee group that I was with actually gave me a job working from home, mm. uh, even though of the five states that they were in, uh, none of them were Michigan. Um, and so for a year and a half, I traveled around the country, helped supported franchises, uh, in our network, in our, uh, group, um, until the travel just became too much. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to get closer so, to the family as well Is that. And then is that when the construction uh, direction uh, started for you? Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, ended up, uh, you know, I, I, completely, like I said, switched industries and ended up taking a, a job as a vice president of a local commercial uh, construction company. Mm, wow. And the rest of they say is history. So, well, look, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really been, been interesting. And I, do, I love your emphasis uh, that you make on, on mentorship and, and uh, uh, more importantly, purposeful mentorship, where you actually ask somebody um, to do that, to play that role, and, and uh, they made a real difference in your life. So um, uh, great question by a young man and great results uh, by somebody that uh, poured into a young person coming up in business. Um, hey, thanks for sharing your story, Jeremy. Thanks for being a part of the Michigan Business Network here on the Leadership Lowdown. We've got one lonely segment left, and I'm going to try to get it all in. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll be right back after these messages. You can listen to the Michigan Business Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, on the smartphone app, and on its website at www.michiganbusinessnetwork.com. This is the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. Thanks so much for joining us. And, of course, thank you, Jeremy Nybert, for joining us. He, he is the next chapter construction owner, founder, and visionary. And, Jeremy, as, uh, as we talked about um, the amazing mentorship that kind of happened uh, early on in your life, it set you up to really create uh, a different kind of company. And I think uh, everything I hear about what you're doing there at Next Chapter Construction feels feels to me to be unique, purposeful, and uh, driven um, with a mission. Um, is that fair? I mean, tell me, tell me. Uh, I, I think you 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 guys fit a pretty interesting niche. Um, and so am I, am I reading that right? Uh, yes, sir. 
So we, we have an extremely lofty goal, an extremely lofty mission statement, and um, that is to change the building industry. Mm. And uh, I'll let that soak in a little bit because it's a, it's a gigantic industry. It's a gigantic pond uh, with a whole lot of problems. Um, but I think there's a ton of great people and individuals out there uh, that are currently in the industry. And then I think there's going to be some incredible uh, younger individuals that come into the industry. And so, um, you know, I think the, the industry is hurting for change. And so that's why it's our mission to change it. Well, tell me about, tell me about some of the, some of the big things that, that just seemed um, obvious to you that, that uh, this is just not the way a functioning business should be run. Are, are there some of those kind of things that are, well, really, honestly, this is the way it works and it shouldn't work that way. Anything like that, that, that uh, leaps off the page? Well, I mean, what do we got? Do we got an hour and a half? <laughs> Two hours maybe? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh. Show number three and four. <laughs> the, uh, I would say right off top, the uh, number one issue is that there is a complete lack of customer service. Mm. And so, um, when you get onto these commercial job sites, you have a general contractor that, that manages the entire project. And so you have subcontractors uh, that perform specific trades, and then you have material vendors that supply the material that get, gets used. Um, and I'm not saying everybody uh, lacks customer service, but I would say the great majority, it, it's like they're guaranteed a spot there because there's not enough qualified competition out there to take their spot. And so what they do is they they get okay with the status quo and they forget the fact that this general contractor is our client. We have to provide a service not only to complete the things that we said we were going to do, but, oh, my gosh, what if we went a little bit above and beyond and try <laughs> to make their experience with us uh, phenomenal and, and memorable? Right. Um, and so, I mean, I would I would say customer service or the lack thereof of customer service in the building industry is a huge problem. Well, and 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 this is interesting. Uh, one of the businesses that I run, it, it feels like there's a there's a low um, entry bar in terms of um, uh, for entry, and 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 most of it revolves around customer uh, satisfaction and customer service, and I think communication because. Uh, Boy, I, I, it feels like, um, <laughs> forgive me for this, okay? Let me just start out with a complete forgiveness. But I, I, sometimes I feel like certain contractors I've dealt with go to contractor lying school. I'll be there Tuesday, and then you never see them again. I mean, it just it's frustrating to me. So I hear your desire to change an industry. And frankly, Jeremy, that's pretty exciting. Well, the, uh, I, would, I would echo your, your part about communication. That's probably my number two. Yeah. Um, or lack thereof of communication as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and part of it's got to be good at it in, inside your own organization. Do you find do you find what you're doing there um, at next next chapter uh, is that is communication inside internal communication is that getting mastered as you develop it? Yeah, I think as we grow, as we continue to grow, there's unique challenges that just come up from a communication standpoint. Mm. But um, we make sure that we are embracing technology. You know, there's great platforms out there that makes communication very, very simple. Um, and there's ways that we can, you know, share documents and files in a controlled uh, environment to where, you know, individuals have access to all the information that they need. That's, you know, the other problem. Sometimes not only 
is there not cross-communication going on, but sometimes they don't have access to all the relevant documentation, yeah. which makes it really hard to build something. Um, but so, yeah, I would say as we grow, we're just continuing to see what technologies and tech companies out there are providing solutions and um, ways to just continue to streamline the process. Well, you've got, you've got uh, I think, a bold vision and, and uh, earned the title of visionary. I think it's exciting. <laughs> tell, us, uh, tell us, Jeremy, how, how do people get a hold of you and, and figure this out? So uh, if they have a project or want to continue this conversation, uh, where do they find you? Uh, just please visit our website. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's just uh, thenextcc.com. So www.thenextcc.com. All the info's down there. Wow, very good. And and so your contact information and all that kind of stuff is available right there on the website. Well, Jeremy, look, uh, I, man, I've I've uh, I've really enjoyed uh, our time together. I've really loved uh, the time together today, uh, learning more about you, your involvement in the community, your involvement and commitment to your church, uh, and to this new startup uh, company of yours, uh, doing great things already in an industry that needs somebody just like you. So thanks so much for being a part of it. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, great stuff. Well, thanks for tuning in uh, to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. Vic Versero at your service. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Have a great one.